Hey guys. Hello. We're back. It's model time. Again. It's With episode three of season two. Yes. We're here in 2020. It's 2020. I'm putting on my, I don't know, it was like a radio talk show voice. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel fired up because we were just talking we were, about what we want to discuss in this yes. episode. It's a big one. It's kind of like. We're going to get fired up. It's like one Let's step down from safety topics, I feel. We're talking about morals. Morals. And the best way I could think to word it was like morals in the modeling industry. Yeah. Like, yeah, it obviously involves your personal morals, but like, what do those do to and extend out and blah, blah, blah. We'll get into it. I don't, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 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 We both have Great. different things on our minds. We have a lot of notes. We have notes. <laughs> um, we're prepared. Okay. I have a lot of notes. I did. I wrote a lot of notes. But that's okay. We okay. We got this. Well, I think we've go. talked about this before, but... I think setting your boundaries is uh, a huge part of it, and I'm not just talking about safety. I'm talking about, like, what you're willing to do, Um, and I think the perfect examples of this are most recent. well, not most recently, but the best example I could think of was, like, the whole Kendall Jenner scandal with Pepsi. It's like, Mm. people really pushed that back on her because she is now kind of, like, kind of a celebrity and not just a model, too. But I think you need to understand when you're being pitched a job, you'd never know how it's going to land. So you're also taking a slight risk anytime Mm -hmm. you're doing that. Also, it's not purely on her. So I don't know why she was the only one that got blamed. Because, like, Pepsi was was the one that, like... That's not the right way to word it. Well, Pepsi was the one that pitched it. It's not like she came up with the idea. she has a team of agents and whatnot. But... You do have some sense of... You have to have some sense of responsibility to make sure the jobs that you're accepting because ultimately it's you. And so, yeah, I think the point is she's getting attacked even though... When it's like, yes, it's on her, but like... Also. I think... I feel like the main blame on that was like... Pepsi was like, we are trying to do this whole like big ad about like racial diversity. With police officers. Very like controversial... And, like, one, picking that anyway is, like, a huge risk as a brand. And the fact that they even tried to do that is, like, I don't know. Sometimes I applaud that. But it has to be very well done. It was not well done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, so, I think more, I think understanding your boundaries in that way and understanding how, like, being able to see the future in a sense that, like, looking how a job's going to land. Yeah. Because another example would be, like, if you did some, like, um... A lot of shoots that are, like, or brands that are, like, kind of do, like, a film noir style, you know, uh-huh. they'll, like, someone will be holding a cigarette. Oh, cigarettes, or even alcohol. Or even alcohol, usually. Or even drugs. Sure. I mean, I don't know. Weed. <laughs> Weed. We um, are in the Pacific Northwest. And so it's, like, if you're going to be holding that in an ad, be prepared to defend it or be ready mm-hmm. for things to come at you because you're also representing yourself. I don't yeah. think I don't think people realize it's, like, yes... I'm representing, like, let's say, I don't know, like, Pepsi. Like, I am representing Pepsi, but I'm representing me also. That's why. So, like, mm-hmm. yes, is Pepsi going to get attacked for what they did? Sure. But, like, I'm going to get a lot of it, too, because people are going to be like, but yeah. that was her choice, and, like, she did it, too. I think a good um, point to make with that is, like, there's a difference. Like, you're not on a set trying to direct it so that it suits you. You're selecting the shoots that suit you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, don't get on set and be like, I don't believe in this, so we're changing it. Just know about it ahead of time. And yeah. that's when you... I would say but, heavily yeah. vet your jobs yeah. and ask, like... In your brain, I would say, like, 
think about who's going to be seeing it, like who's it yeah. targeted to, and like and what your goals are. If yeah. you want to work for Nike, don't do a cigarette campaign. No, they don't want. They're not going to want to use you. And with that, what think, doors think about you where your ad is going. Yeah, and if you want to do them, go for it. I mean, I'm, there's going to oh, be yeah. money there if that's what. You, I mean, I don't want to bash stuff, but you get the idea. No, yeah, like you have to understand that, like you putting something out there, you need to understand who's going to see it and where it's going. Yes. It's kind of similar to like a job interview in a sense that like, if you have weird things on your social media, you should hide yeah. it because someone's going to find it. Like you need to be prepared to defend right. or own up to anything that you put out there or mm-hmm. anything that like you sign up towards. Yes. And we've talked about this also in terms of like bringing a little off topic, but like if you bring a guest to an event, uh-huh. they're a reflection of you yeah. to, at any of our events, right. like any of the networking or any of the shows. So it's like you bring someone and you like either prep them or you have them come like correct because if they're acting all, maybe they got a little drunk, it reflects badly on yeah. you. And it's sad that it does that, but that's very much like how our images are. So I feel curated. like, yeah, the takeaway is like really spend some time thinking about that like what are your goals what do you need to avoid to make sure you get to work with who you want to work with and it's okay to make mistakes like sometimes you're going to have missteps um but that's when you're you need to be mindful of contracts because Mm -hmm. let's say you do do something that involves smoking like maybe in a year they're no longer allowed to use those images so you wait to go out for the athletic wear until that's gone Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, put a lot of time thinking about that. You know, how much are you willing to put your real life into things, your political opinion? Um, and if you want to go for it, go for it. But, yeah, you're going to have a lot of pushback, which is fine. You just have to be ready. I think you also just need to evaluate every angle that it's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Like me doing something with fur, people are probably going to hate it because, oh, my God, it's real fur. But also maybe people are really going to love that because it's a really avant-garde looking shoe. Yes. So they have to be prepared. To and like, there's opinions on both sides. Oh, yeah. Take all the angles with it. Mm-hmm. With that, um, I was going to go into a couple of weird castings I've had and how I approached them. Okay. If you had any, too. Um, or Let me hear what you mean it. by, yeah, yeah. So... Like, perfect example with boundaries. We've talked about, like, you really want to dive into acting. Oh, I have a lot on this topic. Okay, you really want to dive into acting. Our agency does acting, which is very cool. Um, And I've been thrown out for, like, a couple of, um, like, short films or, like, not even a short film, but something that's not feature length. Like, I don't know what else to call it. But I've been given a couple of things, and there were a couple roles that, like, I actually fit like the look for I feel like I could maybe do it it wasn't a huge amount of dialogue mm-hmm. there was one that came up it was for a Dave Franco film and I was like "Ooh, that's really cool like big name like and he was shooting it all in Portland and it was really oh, nice. chill and I'm reading the description and like I fit the female description and there was a guy too so it was like a couple's role and I remember reading it and it was like you're in the background you're like if you're talking it's like not very well heard so you basically could have like whatever conversation you want and then at the end, it's like, but at one point you're in the background of a scene and you as a couple are like being intimate together. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know about that. I don't yeah. know if I want that. I just don't know if I want that to follow me. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but like, what does that entail? And there weren't a lot of details. I'm sure I could have asked like, well, what does being that intimate, mean? Being intimate, like beyond like kissing? Oh, like, like sexual? Like sex. Oh, gotcha. Like straight I was up. Like, oh, like you're having sex. In got the, it. And it said you're having sex in the background ah, gotcha. of some scene, which I can't, I think it was, 
I think the main character was like for some reason outside of this residence I think it was on the beach somewhere and then you can see from the back there's a window and then there's like a bed and then that would be like me and another person like this couple is in the background it's like you're not in the main part but it's like do I want that part of my image not really like it's the same thing we've talked about with nudity like Mm -hmm. I probably will never do nudity it's just some not something I'm comfortable with and it's not something I want to follow me yeah as someone who probably isn't going to model for their entire life and maybe wants to go into some other thing you don't want someone finding that later and unfortunately not taking you seriously even though that's stupid and that, that shouldn't exist but it does yeah so just try and you know Think beyond the individual shoot itself or a campaign or whatever. Another one that recently came up was a casting that got thrown at me. Um, It was for a makeup line. It was to... uh, They wanted you to take a product and, like, review it as if you were, like, an influencer or a beauty guru. But it wasn't just, like an ad where like you're demoing it they wanted you to actually almost like fake as if you are an influencer or a beauty guru or someone who like does this as a living and I said no to it and I just felt really uncomfortable with that because one female influencers I know it's very hard for them to get jobs because sometimes it's like very specific with brand loyalty and like Mm -hmm. especially with we talked about this before with anyone in the beauty guru field except for like some exceptions most of them have been in like makeup or skincare or like have their like license like they've done it for a good chunk of their life so they actually have like the product knowledge to be able to talk about things so I felt like it was just a weird thing to be like this company is asking me to fake this so they can use it as as an ad it was like Mm -hmm. gonna roll for like little mid-roll ads I think on like Instagram or campaigns and it's like that just feels like wrong when one of one, we have both talked about this with us taking ads and we're upfront about it, taking promotions that we want to like hardcore test a product before we mm-hmm. tote it. Yeah. Like the only reason you and I reached out to Mad Hippie is because I'd used them a bunch before and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Like we're not just going to sit here and pick any random product. Like we really want something that like we like so that it's like a quality thing that is potentially going to you guys. So yeah. when I was approached for that campaign I was like that just seems weird and like dishonest and like I don't want to trick some girl who maybe thinks she could get like or or a guy or anybody who can get like some skincare for like a lower amount than they're gonna get it it's gonna like ruin their face you know like that does though kind of actually make me think because I was like totally in agreement. is that the word I don't know but like we kind of do that all the time what do you mean? With modeling. Oh, yeah. Anything you're selling at all. And so that's kind of just what beauty influencers do. Yeah. Because if you do a shoot where, like... You're selling clothing. You are, like... If you're doing a shoot where you're, I don't know, playing a part... I'm trying to think of a good example. You are playing a part, and you are part of an image to sell a product. Uh, I'm going to say most of the time you know what that is and you know what you're signing up for. This mm-hmm. was like a random thing I'd never heard of. And they're like, yeah. test our product. And like model as an influencer. Kind yes. Of? Interesting. It's yeah. not like a, like when you and I work with like a, a, a designer here, mm-hmm. most of the time we've worked with them before or we've seen their work before. So we're here to like be a part of that image and we like willingly, yeah. willingly sign up for that. The difference is I think is like, me it would have been me agreeing to shoot a video in like a like a 
ad video before I got it and before I would have been able to like look, yeah. look at it. So I would have had to like do it per like a contract already. Yeah. Which just feels gross to me. Like it doesn't and um that's just like was one of my tipping points for this yeah. episode. But like stuff like that where it's like Yeah. And I'm sure, like, I don't want to hold necessarily hold that against someone if they're you're in a position where it's like maybe you've heard of it and you need the money. Like, I have I don't know. Money. Some people, I'm sure, are into it too. Sure. I mean, I get it. It's you just not my thing. In movies, but it's like I think <clears throat> going back to that, it's like with that, be ready if you're gonna set hard lines for yourself or yeah. set boundaries for yourself. Like, be prepared to stick to them. Because if not, then you're going to slowly keep chipping away at it. And in the end, maybe you're just going to be really frustrated with yourself because it's like, shoot, I didn't want to do that. But like, maybe Mm -hmm. I got really convinced. It's like, no, I should have like held my ground, which I know is hard to say. And I know it's very situational. But like, if you keep it internal to yourself and keep your, hold yourself to some sort of boundary. Or standard. Or standard. Yeah. Then you're going to feel happier. That kind of plays into like my topic on boundaries. And that's because there was a recent... Like, not to get into it, and I'll tell you why. Okay, here I go. Recently in Portland, mm-hmm. there was an issue where the conversation surrounded boundaries. And is it inappropriate for a photographer or a model, designer, whatever, sure. to extend beyond the professional realm that you are communicating with somebody in and taking it out of that into whether it's... You know, a sexual situation oh, or a per, any kind of about. personal situation that isn't involved. And so, so basically... Like, like it, if I was um, texting a photographer about a shoot and then they tried to turn it into like, well, let's get to know each other or like, let's um, So kind of more or less. So like, I wanted to be prepared for this one. So I didn't Great. say anything wrong. Um my first thought... You can give me a fake example. <laughs> my first thought is, like, the word baiting comes to mind. And so oh. I looked that up. And that specifically is someone deliberately um, acts in a way yes. so that to elicit either an angry or emotional response. Sure. So I don't always think... I don't know if it can be considered baiting if they're not trying to elicit anger or, like, something super emotional. If they're just propositioning you. Well, um, but in my the way, way that that's thing, what it, things are worded, they're clearly trying to get a certain response. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily like they want to get you mm-hmm. fired up. But cl- if I'm asking you, a, it's a very like I guess emotional really question. does yeah. pull that in everything. But yeah, and so it's like if you are talking about doing a photo shoot for sure. trade for photo, mm-hmm. just for example, all that should be expected is a photo shoot. Whatever you guys talk about, that's the concept. Mm-hmm. However many photos you agree upon, however long. Um, when, in my mind, when you use that situation to then hit on somebody, proposition them or get them to do something outside of what the situation is, Mm. that's when a boundary is crossed. If you want to ask somebody out that you worked with because you were working with them and you were just really attracted to them and it's appropriate, whatever, you don't do it at the shoot. I think that's a boundary. It's different, I do think, model to model. Sure. Or lighting assistant to photographer. Sure. But when, maybe. Um, and I think it still is all very situational. I've but if we're talking about boundaries. Very subtly. You have to be ready if, I, yeah. I think you're, it's it's a way of taking advantage of a situation. Sure. And it can go all ways. Like, models can do it. 
I and think the best way to, well, like you said, if there's someone you're working with that you're very attracted to, I think the best way to do it is, like, most of the time, What if I am in that scenario, I will just try to find them later. Yeah. Whereas it, it's, like, on Instagram, or I'll find, yeah. or I'll get their contact info, and I'll contact them, like, privately. Or I, if photos come out, you have a reason to. Sure. I won't do it on set, usually. No. If I'm talking to someone on set, like, I did kind of hit on someone recently but it was also more me propositioning them to do a shoot so Mm -hmm. initially our conversation started with hey i'd like to do a shoot with you and we've still had this conversation like we still want to shoot even Mm -hmm. if we want to maybe try to go on a date or something but we also like very clearly set the boundary of like Work-related stuff is work-related yeah. stuff. And, like, if we're going to have a relationship, relationship stuff is over here. Like, they're two yeah. separate things. But, I no, I've never that... gone up to someone on a set and been like, let's go on a date. Like, I've here's, never straight up done here's that. Here's a good way. Here's how I can see it and maybe sure. explain it better. Yeah. So, you, you're you on a set, whatever. Look at it like a retail job. You have a manager. There's a boundary there. You don't ask your manager out at work. You don't flirt no, with your you, manager. you do it when you're off the clock. Off the <laughs> clock if you want to. Um, if they say no, stop. Because no Respect means no. Respect that boundary. Respect it. But, yes. like, that's a solid boundary. Now, yeah. your coworkers. That's a little different. I still say off the clock. I say off the clock. I think it's more appropriate that way. But there's always... You know, if you're really attracted to somebody, you're single, whatever, um, there's that natural flirting that happens. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying, like, you have to be staunch and, like, cold. Um, it's when you then start, like, making sexual innuendos. Not or, in a workplace. Like, nope. all of a sudden, you're, like, or on trying set. to watch them change. No. Or that's people, the boundary. People are gross. It's, um, like, natural human reaction to being attracted to somebody, you're both single, you're looking, whatever, versus, okay, I'm going to aggressively pursue this now. Sure, I totally get what you're saying now. And so, yes, I've done the the lighter where it's like, hey, we both maybe flirted a little mm-hmm. on set, but neither of us were very much like, well, let's yeah. like make, move, I mean, even, make moves right here. Like, I don't no, know. No, no, no. In your situation, even if you just waited till after, but you I don't want to put somebody in that position while you're working together, because what if they don't want to? No, then you I like, feel weird. I no, totally true. I threw out this is recent, I can talk about it. This is I was out on a set. Well, one, it was a person I fully recognized. So mm-hmm. I was like, I know you from somewhere. So I wanted to go talk to them anyway. So I did, and I was like, I know you from somewhere. And they were like, I can't place you. And I also had like, you know, a whole gig on. So mm-hmm. they probably didn't couldn't even recognize me. I was like, I know you from somewhere, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Oh, have you worked with this person? I was like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, probably saw me from their Instagram and I was like oh cool blah 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 and then all we talked about was shooting I was like Mm -hmm. oh what's your shooting style like I because he was part of a photography team there was like a group and I didn't know that he was also a photographer I definitely thought he was just like helping so I was like who are you um and he showed me his stuff and I was like oh we should shoot together blah 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 let's get a team and that's all we talked about Mm -hmm. and then my brain I like lightly (laughs) threw out a vibe but like not really because we pretty much only talked about shooting and then I was like also exhausted because it was a big group of shooting. After that, um, I ran into him again when we were leaving the event, and I like introduced myself, and I was like, I was like, oh, I gave this person my contact info to give to you because I know that you're maybe not on social media, like, mm-hmm. um, which I totally understand. Like, if we wanted to plan this shoot that we just lightly had talked about, if not, no worries. Like, I that's all I said, and then I waited for them to contact me and then privately in terms of off the clock as a mm-hmm. model like I wasn't on a set I'd talk to them 
I have never, like, hit on someone at a job. Mm-hmm. If I have, I mean, I'm a huge flirt, so people probably think I hit on them. I mean, but I've, that's I've, like, personality flirted, over I've flirted with a bunch of other though. male models, like, a lot of them that are my friends. In my mind, hitting on somebody is doing something, like, trying to get that makes them feel uncomfortable or potentially, like, asking them out or... Oh, I've never, yeah. No, aggressively no, no, no. following them around no, or whatever. No. But, so I think it's, like, the power dynamic. So, in sure. my personal opinion, designer to model, not appropriate. Not on a set, not, not at a, a fitting, set, no. not Maybe in, like, a if professional you situation. Meet up later, sure. Or at a like... social event, networking, whatever. In my opinion. Photographers, yeah, no. 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 In my opinion. No. Show directors, No. no. Um, producers, whatever. Well, the problem isn't, like you just said, power dynamic. There's already one there because, like, if I'm working for a designer, in theory, they're my boss that day. Yeah. So it's like, this is weird. And you want to work for them. And I want to work for them, and they could potentially use that to their advantage. Or I could potentially use that to my advantage if I want to, like, hold something over them. So either way, it could easily... Mm -hmm. I'm not saying people are bad, but it could easily turn bad just because of how it's set up. And that's not to say that, like... It's a bad dynamic, but, like, in that situation, it could easily go yeah. bad. And you don't want that. Avoid. Yeah. But also, if you get caught in it and you don't make the right moves, it's okay. It's, like, how you fix it. If somebody, if you feel pressured into saying yes to go out with a designer while you're on the job because you want to work with them again, I feel like not that specific scenario, but we've all been pressured to, like, be polite. Yes. It happens, but, like, okay, you did it. Recognize it. Don't do it again. Also, you saying yes to it doesn't mean you have to follow up Yeah, I think a lot of people think they have to hold themselves to that. It's like, absolutely not. If you said yes to someone to get yourself out of an uncomfortable or maybe unsafe situation, you get out and then you Mm -hmm. say, screw that shit, and you don't do it again. Like, that's just... And, you know, you make your own morals around it. Not everybody's going to agree with me, and that's fine. But I think that this is our podcast. A good thing to... (laughs) Yeah. So, there. fuck you. No, okay. (laughs) Listen. Um, I think that's a good thing to bring up, though. I mean, we've talked about it a little, but, like, trying to potentially... And and in any... Honestly, most people will tell you in any workplace scenario, even ours, which is very unconventional, if you're trying to date someone in that workplace, be prepared for it to go badly and deal with the consequences. It's just like maturity level. Yes. But it's just like in an office job or like even in like I'm in retail. Mm -hmm. If I was to date a coworker, like I would formally have to go tell HR like you have to do it's it's part of like the rules of the workplace, because one, they want to make sure that it's nothing inappropriate or something that's on their watch because that's a huge liability for them. Also, you as their employees, they care about you, mm-hmm. or they should. And then also, you have to tell them, too, I think because you have, they have, there's, like, other things that change with it, too. I think, I can't remember. Probably varies by company. Yeah, but, but like, you have to tell them just because you're informing them, too. In our world, there is no HR. Like, you mm-hmm. are your own HR. And so if you're dating, like, like if I've, I've tried to date a couple other models, and you have to, like, also, I think you, if you're dating someone in your same field, you have to look at them and be like, hey, you have to set, like, we've set workplace boundaries. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, if we're at work, yes, we can be, like, coupley and blah, 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 but, like, we need to be professional still. Yeah. We're in a professional environment, and we need to both go our separate ways and do our work, and then we can, like, you yeah. know, drive home together at the end of the night. Like, yeah. But we both need to still be, like, individual in our professionalism and in our standards for, like, how we want to present our image. Yeah. And, like, we need to respect. And even if it just, if it wasn't that, if I was, or you or whoever, like, if you're dating another photographer and they happen to be, like, backstage of the show, you need to set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Also because 
again, like, let's say it doesn't work out. You don't want it to be uncomfortable for you, one, or other people in that scenario. Mm -hmm. And, like, also you, I think, want to have that space where you can be your own individual in our field where you're not just connected to your partner. It's like, yes, I'm dating so-and-so, but also, like, I'm my own model and I do my own things. I have my own vision for myself. Think about celebrity couples on the red carpet. Yeah. They're each individual how they mm-hmm. present th- anyways yeah no but that's very true like so just don't try not to take advantage be mindful of not taking advantage of a situation if people are there to work don't expect or push for anything else no it's the same as don't push for the collaboration to breach into something more sexual than agreed upon or even like violent or into touchy subjects or yeah sometimes i think like this triggering is, things i think this is very unintentional and i think when you're working with new people though sometimes like you'll try to do like the general getting to know you questions and sometimes mm-hmm. it turns too personal too quickly and i think mo i'm gonna say 80 percent of the time it's unintentional and you just fall into that topic yeah you're vibing are, yeah you're vibing <laughs> but other times they're clearly like leading you into a conversation to get you to talk about those things. It's like, I kind of just met you and I don't necessarily want to talk to you about this. Cause like we're being, we just met and this is yeah. like us starting to trying to build a professional relationship. And I think our role there is to like, as models, as women, we just have to start being more direct and upfront. Like in that situation, I think what, what I would hope I would do is to be like, you know, like, Oh, it's super fun getting to know you. Like these are like, you're, or I don't know, trying to make light of it, but also be clear that like, this kind of feels like a line is being crossed. Agreed. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, haha, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm blanking now, but like, no, it's, yeah. You so, you know, we do, everybody has some responsibility to like, be honest when something's uncomfortable. You have to give the other person the opportunity to step back. You don't have to do it politely. You don't have to do it any particular way, um, but informing somebody that you are uncomfortable is a good first step. Or my mind is starting to wander to my next topic. No, I do too. <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap it up for you. I'd say, okay. or if you don't feel maybe like um, like dynamic, this is a new person. You still really respect them, but they like maybe threw something out uncomfortable at you, and you're with a team or at a show. I'd say. Grab someone that you feel comfortable enough to share that with so you're at least someone else is aware. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're at a runway Protect and, yourself. like, if, yeah, if you're at a runway and, like, a designer maybe says some weird thing to you, mm-hmm. go up to your producer and tell them. So at least someone else is aware of or what's happening. Or even another model if you're really questioning it. But, like, you know what? It's better to be like, you know, I'm sorry. If, if you're wrong, it's easier to sure. be like, look, I'm really sorry. I just, there's so much going on in the industry right oh, now. Yeah. I'm hyper aware. Yeah. Um, and also they should thank you for coming to me yeah thank you for talking to me about it whatever I'd say that or potentially if you're on a shoot Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times you can tell the makeup team and they'll be like really supportive whoever you're comfortable with I mean as much as we say and a lot of people say don't downplay your feelings don't brush them off there are going to be times where you're seriously like was that inappropriate am I overreacting am I hungry like am I just really on edge and so you run it by somebody and at least somebody else knows that you're feeling slightly uncomfortable um so you've put it out there but you don't you know however you feel good about it um but yeah I think I think it's time that this is mutual that you kind of want to morally make sure that you're not calling somebody out that didn't 
do anything wrong, that you're not jumping on the bandwagon with every rumor and attack, that no, you're being mindful and smart, sources. but still being super aware. Yeah, check sources. Check sources. And, well, like, anyways. And even when you're like maybe trying to book jobs, it's always good if it's a new person you haven't worked with. It's never a bad idea. Like, if I. Or if you haven't worked with them in a while. Yeah, it's never a bad idea. Like, perfect people. example, you're not relatively new, but I feel like you're more in touch with the newer circuit of people mm-hmm. in this in our market. So if I haven't worked with someone, I'll usually be like, hey, Nicole, have you worked with this person? Please tell me. Like, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. it's good to check in in general. But then also, if maybe something like weird comment gets thrown at you at set and you still think about it, it's good to like maybe ask another model who you know has worked with them mm-hmm. or another team and be like, hey, like maybe it's just me. Like, did this happen to you? Yeah. Like, it's good to maybe be like, oh, did, were they just like awkward and it came out weird? Yeah. Like people sometimes don't intentionally mean that, but if you, it's like a pattern, then it's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your next topic? <laughs> Trade for photo. Um, the swig is so, tricky. So for me, I've had a lot of revelations lately about trade for photo. Um, and I'm very selective. And kind of, about yeah, this kind of what it's brought me to is I feel like I've really contributed to this idea that trade for photo can lead to a bunch of jobs. And while <laughs> it builds your portfolio to an extent, way less than you might think, Sometimes. but, um, and it totally feeds the creative side and getting that fun stuff out and getting to work with people you've always wanted to work with. I don't want to bash it too much. It's mm-hmm. just, it's quite a facade and I feel like I've contributed a lot to the, that mentality. And I've always known personally that TFP wasn't going to necessarily get me anywhere. There's a million other things I need to be doing. Yeah. So I don't think I realize maybe that other people don't see it that way. And so by, by doing a lot of it, I'm maybe presenting that it's a really great thing, but, and I need to be more selective. So I'll be, yeah, trying to regain some of my time and looking for more, like, portfolio-style shoots to do. Yeah, TFP is, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I think, well, I think people, like, the lie of it sometimes is, like, you it's so much exposure. Like, you yeah. need all this exposure. Like, Haven wrote, you're going to learn to hate the word exposure. I'm like, that's not it, true at all. Like, you one, you should do it because you want to do it. That's, yes. like, basically what it is. I, um scaled back TFP a lot. I really am very specific with who I pick to do mm-hmm. it with. Unless, like you said, you just want to really be creative. Yeah. Because sometimes you just want to do it for fun. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm very picky. Like, I, I honestly get approached a lot and I say, well, no. Because, <laughs> like, I do it. It's a lot of work. Honestly, it's a lot of time. I just did one for O'Field, which I've never worked with her before, so I, I really wanted her. to do yeah. it. And so it was totally worth it. But uh, that was, like, a whole, I don't know, like five hours. It was like a whole evening and we did it and it was beautiful and I really liked it. And it's, I've never gotten to work with her and like, she's great. And, um, I finally got to actually work with Megan Blake in in a shoot sense, which is great. So it was a good team and the photos looked really cool and they're a little bit more glamor than what I'm used to. So I will use them in some sense and they're cool. But it's like, this isn't going to make or break my career. I did yeah. it because I wanted to, and it's fun. And also, it's like, for the community. it's a new person I get to work with and, yeah. like, potentially get more work from That's later. Really great stuff. But that's it I need to like you need to understand it's n- most of the time it's I'd say like 90% of the time it's not gonna launch your yeah. career you do it because you want to like I and, have to get over like the guilt of saying no which yeah. I preach about a lot and I can do it when it's like an uncomfortable situation sure. or something that like 
morally, I'm like, eh, that's not me. But yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's not, it's really, I've realized like I, there's kind of this facade that you're building your portfolio, which like we've said, you're not, but you are building like a beautiful book of photos and a you're beautiful You're just building stuff amount, for yourself in essence. Which is great. Which is fun. And I'm still going to do it. Or the community but, gets to use it, like that designer. I have to do it. it less because I can't invest time in It takes other too things. much energy. So you yeah. need to be very specific and you need to take you, control over it. Yeah. And some I think, control. I think you also need amount. to decide like who you're willing to do things for. Like mm-hmm. I have like my core, mostly core group of people or people that are new that I want to work with. Yeah. That I'm like, I will do it for you. Yeah. Because I love you and I love working with you and blah, blah, blah. But otherwise, it's, I would not do this for any other person that's going to ask me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but that's just like where my boundaries are. And I can't, because like we said, it's so much energy. You're giving away like little, a little piece of yourself each time. And it's like, you don't want to keep doing that because then you're just going to run up, run out of pieces. Yeah. Like it just kind of sucks. You're not entitled for feeling like you're doing too much. And then there's the risk of overexposure. Yeah. And like there's too much of you. There's just too much of you. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot about it and Mm -hmm. too, I mean, it's necessary um, you'll have to do it. I think, I mean, one I thing it's at good the for model Kim- camp I learned was, I mean, Coco still does it for yeah. portfolio building and blah, blah, blah. I think it's good to build community ties. Oh, absolutely. Meeting sense. people, helping other people, yeah. bringing everybody up. Um, but, but I think no. what people <laughs> don't always realize is the person benefiting from these situations the most is the designer. Yeah, they are. Because the most whole of the time shoot, they fully acknowledge that too. That's all people see when they look at a shoot. Not all. If you're in the fashion community, you see beyond it. But from mm-hmm. a exposure or sales standpoint, like they see the clothing. They that don't see you. Yeah. That photo you didn't get paid for ends up on their website. Mm-hmm. Huge honor. But what you don't realize is if that dress sells from that photo, they're making, they're making money. money and you're not. And nobody's going to look at that and be like, I want to hire that model. Rarely. Rarely. rarely are they going to do that. It's just, it's not tailored to you. They're seeing you in someone else's design. If it's a gown and it's a gown designer that sees you on this, they, they don't want to cross contaminate. Is that the right? No. Yeah. They don't want kind to of, like... Like Wendy made Wendy Ollendorf made a, a dress and named it after me, and I remember like oh. wanting to like really really buy it, and she ended up selling it to this opera singer, and I remember oh. meeting her and being like, "It's perfect for That's you," awesome. and we've still stayed like kind of friends. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. No one wants to know the dress, the person it was made for, and then also like be like, "Well, I bought it and it's mine now." Most of the time, they don't care. Mm-hmm. If anything, a model is thought of in a designer aspect when it's like, "Oh, that fits their look." Uh-huh. Like their vibe. It fits their... like their aesthetic mm-hmm. and it, like that girl is their girl. And the body Other... shape. Yeah. Other... What does this dress need to Yeah, otherwise they're not gonna be like, Who's that model? They're gonna be like, Well sh- that's her girl, like it fits her or it yes. doesn't fit her. I don't know why she used that. Like it's but or they use that. But it's like You might um... not even realize, like, you flip through magazines, those models are never accredited because they're paid. Um, because they know that like that doesn't translate into other jobs. I mean, it's great. It's great to have the experience. It's great to get the campaigns and all of that. Um, some of the best models you'll never know their name. Yeah, absolutely. Like people think the top supermodels are the ones that also are like a celebrity personality. It's like, no, it's the ones that you've seen all the time, but you will never know their name. You just don't realize it. Um, You'll just never know them. They're just in the sh- the invisible shadow. Like yeah, that. yeah. And so it's really frustrating. And I I would imagine that photographers have the same frustration. Like sure, yeah. Their thing ends up in a 
magazine they didn't agree to. And mm-hmm. nobody's looking at that and being like, I'm going to hire that photographer. Mm-hmm. It's geared towards the design. And so yeah. unfortunately, so I've come up with this whole thing where it's like, you know, a lot of designers might, and this isn't necessarily an excuse. This is very true. And I'm going to follow this up with something. Um, but they'll say, you know, like, well, my stuff isn't selling, so I don't have the money to pay the team. Sure. Okay. I'll step into that here in a second. But if a photographer takes a photo of this microphone that I'm talking into for Amazon mm-hmm. to be used to sell it, that photographer gets paid whether that microphone sells or not. Absolutely. It's marketing for the designer, for the product. Um on another note, we can't all afford to pay. I can't always afford to hire photographers for specific portfolio shoots. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you have to agree and acknowledge that you definitely deserve to be paid. The people you're working with do. Um, but if you can't... Then you all need to come to you, some agreement as yeah, a team. Everybody yeah, everybody gets opinions. Everybody gets to yeah. make sure they're getting the most out of it. And, you know, like if it's a shoot for your portfolio, can you buy the photographer breakfast that morning can you bring food to set can you or like go out for drinks after yeah buy him, buy him a meal your makeup artist friend that does your makeup all the time can you like splurge on her birthday gift yeah you know it's like or what i'll say too is until like, you're to the point where you can pay yes we should all strive to get there no but with that like um like i've said i think like to angela a couple of times it's like yes we've done so many trades through that's at this point so when i personally hire you to do makeup for like events which i have mm-hmm. i'm paying you more than your rate and she's like you don't have to i'm like no because this is thing a thing i will try to save up for and have yeah. the money for which means i'm going to pay you more than your rate because i'm hiring you for a job whereas when i'm asking you to do a collaboration we both know we're not getting paid, yeah. but we're going to get images and you, we can both use them. And so it is a trade in that essence. But when I have the ability to ask you to do something for me that is not fashion related, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you. Yeah. Like she did my makeup for PSFA and I paid her over her rate. Cause I was like, yeah. I have the money to pay you and I want to pay you this much because you've done so much for me. Like you, yeah. or, or you, if it's a shoot, like just specifically for your portfolio where those images, it's very basic, clean makeup, aren't going to really do a whole lot for somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a time to consider paying. You yeah. We're trying to give them something. something. And yeah. in, a, in a model respect, like, it's nice every now and then after a couple of shoots, like, a designer will gift you something. Or you can offer, sometimes I'll offer a trade. Discount. Or okay. offer a trade. Like, if yeah. I do something for an artist, like a, like a makeup artist or designer, and I really drove it that time, I'll be like, okay, next time, like, whatever you want to do, just tell me and we'll do it. Yeah. Like, it's like trading your <clears throat> services, too, in that way. That's... Don't take advantage of each other. No, don't take advantage of each other. And never assume you're getting it for free. No. I'm going to... Always ask. Always ask. Every single time. Like, literally. What's um, the budget? What yes. do you need from me? Yes. What can I contribute? Yes. And then negotiate from there. Yeah. I mean, and if you can't do it, you can't do it. No, like, um, Sonia Kasperian is working on some coats for me right now, and I was like, please tell me what your rate is, and I will, will do the rate. Just tell me, because, like... You know, we've done so much for each other in trade at this point. It's like, I want to pay you because I'm asking you to do a personal project. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not going to help you in any way. Like, I'm having you repair vintage coats because I trust mm-hmm. you enough to do it. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's stuff like that. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. just like, and if somebody attacks you for like thinking you deserve something for putting in work, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. that sucks, but whatever. People are going to do it. So yeah. You can't fix it. You you're working. Everybody puts an effort. Everybody's amount of effort varies per shoot, 
um, and everybody gets devalued. And so, like, let's just stop. It's a huge culture here in Portland that that happens. Unfortunately, yes. It's a lot less elsewhere, and I'm sure it's worse in some places. But um, yeah, it's really and TFP (laughs) is just like running it into the ground, and it's just so fun. That it took me a while to be like, holy shit. Well, it's so funny. Like, and you, sh- and you usually like, really like the people you're working with. Yeah. So you don't realize it's draining you on the back end. Yes. Yeah. It catches up with you. It totally and then does. And you're just like, oh my God. And you're like, I'm everywhere. That too. How is that? Like, this yeah. isn't, it's a lot. It's and a I lot. Hate, yeah. So. Okay. How's that with morals? Um, it does oh, line yeah. up with morals. Undervaluing people. Yes. Don't undervalue yourself. Um, and. Yeah, just having that's those a huge respect mind too. Mm-hmm. Having respect for yourself and the team you're working with, or the people. And as much as you're friends with somebody, if you're working on a professional project, you, you are professional. professional. Yeah, I mean that doesn't mean you can't make jokes and stuff, but like, yeah. So you'll Have learn a to level wor- learn to just hate the word exposure. There's definitely things that can get you exposure, sure. like genuine. Um, this day and age, everything has exposure. Everything yeah. can be paid for, and yeah. so guess what? It's like the number of likes you have on your Instagram. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Sometimes it does. But you know what I mean. Yeah. They're actually on Instagram going to get rid of the followers count and potentially the like count, which I'm really excited for. Really? They've been beta testing it in Canada. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it's for mental health reasons. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. Really interesting. Well, I remember Instagram was purely just to like share things it wasn't necessarily not even like pictures of yourself no it was just it was meant to be a a photography art thing yeah when it first launched and then it turned into this whole thing but okay i still like it but whatever i do obsessions just yeah on totally cut you off (laughs) uh on morality define it for yourself yeah like we're just sharing our opinions on it but definitely define it in some way let it yes don't just like think that you need to like wait to find that no you you don't have to wait for it to find you and it it will and it can evolve and you can make mistakes and it's all about how you come back from it and just be as smart as you can before you make a mistake yes i always do dumb things like a smart person yeah. I don't know if that applies here, but morals. And I like it. Okay, obsessions. Okay, I have one if you don't have one. I have one, but go for it. Okay. Uh, the new season of Rick and Morty is so huh? weird, but it's very good. Um, they did a good job with it, I thought. It's so far. I'm only, I'm up to season, I'm up to episode five. I think I'm behind by like two at this point. Oh, but. I've never watched So it's, I don't know if it's your humor. Like, <laughs> well, it's like those it's adult old. cartoons. Yeah. No, it's not too old. I think it's just very specific. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You Also, you have to get it. I was explaining it to someone. Like, you have to find the right episode to get you in. Because oh. the first time I watched it, I was like, this is dumb. I yeah. hate it. And then I found one that got me in and then you're just in then you're in for all of it it. and there's still some that are weird and i watch and i'm like where did they go with this like someone just did not try but like yeah okay what's yours mine is just like trying to ride the new year's motivation yeah i'm not a huge resolution maker (laughs) but i do have kind of vague like i was telling you earlier like i'd like to put on like real clothes more often which you did today everyone acknowledged nicole (laughs) because i love fashion and i have a lot of clothes that i like invest in and take care of and i just like never wear them so that's kind of a vague thing i don't have any like parameters that's fine i just generally try to improve off of last year sure Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Purging, cleaning, yeah, making things new, yeah, pretty, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. thanks for listening, guys. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.